Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, it's good to be back, uh, hanging out with y'all. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, Colorado. Let's talk about this for a second. Uh, <laughs> we have the State Supreme Court of Colorado, uh, those dope-smoking fascists. Uh, as you know, I lived in Colorado for, uh, I guess, about nine years. Uh, not quite a decade. Uh, and I, I, you know, I just a uh, you know a little backstory here. I, I, I watched Colorado get flipped. Essentially, I, I watched Colorado get flipped from a pretty solid red state to a blue state in a period of about ten years. Uh, one of the reasons I moved there is because I, I like it had sort of a rugged, independent spirit. Uh, again, largely conservative, and I got there, and they started building up suburbs around Denver. Uh, and uh, really the beginnings of it was the legalization of weed movement, which started out of Boulder and then made its way to Denver and then across the state. And it had a lot of people from California and New York start to flood that state. And now it's a hippie state. Now it's a commie state. So on the face of it, this is not surprising that the state Supreme Court ruled uh, using the 14th Amendment as their argument that uh, they cannot allow Donald Trump to be on the ballot in Colorado. Meaning, uh, if you read the language of the 14th Amendment, uh, you got to be a certain age, right, 35, and, uh, and then you, you cannot uh, have been involved in a rebellion or an insurrection. And so the argument at the Supreme Court level uh, in Colorado is that uh, he did, in fact, engage in an insurrection on January 6th. He fomented it. He he encouraged it. He inspired it. Uh, And uh, also, after the election, he, uh, by merely asking questions about ballot dumps in certain states, where numerically it just didn't make sense how many votes Joe Biden was getting by merely asking that question that I'd like this looked into, that was an act of trying to overturn the election. And again, he's an insurrectionist. It's all bullcrap, obviously. Uh, but it has happened. And today uh, you, you are now hearing uh, a lot of stuff out of Colorado with their secretary of state who was saying, uh, or, or Attorney General saying that, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't, uh, in California, again, we're going to use the 14th Amendment, and uh, uh, he's an insurrectionist, so we can't put him on the ballot. I was surprised, not well, maybe not surprised, but about a dozen other states are doing the same damn thing. So this must be a, a play. I don't say, I don't say it's the, the play as far as how they're going to keep him out of office, but it is a play. And what you have in real-world effect with the state Supreme Court ruling this stuff that he can't be on the ballot is that you're you're lifting your leg and peeing on the rights of the people in these states who would want to vote for Donald Trump. But that's ultimately the goal. The goal is to keep his ass out of the Oval Office. There is no other goal. And everything else spirals outward from this that you're seeing as far as his legal problems... Uh, which uh, most, uh, if not all, folks who are being objective and who are legal experts are saying there's no case. Uh, 
But then again, they didn't have a case to impeach him. They impeached him based upon a single phone call to Ukraine. Uh, so I, I, you know, obviously now this goes, there's no other court to go to, but the Supreme court where obviously I, 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 you know, I don't want to, <laughs> don't want to get cocky. don't want to assume things in this world we're in, but given the makeup, the political makeup of the Supreme court, it's obviously not expected to survive at the Supreme court level and get overturned. But you do, if the numbers are right, you do have like 13 states who are trying, going to try to do this. And I'm not enough of a legal expert to, to understand what the process is going towards the Supreme Court. And if he's got a dozen or so states that are putting him through the same legal question about the 14th Amendment, does that ultimately have uh, or, or succeed in the goal of keeping his ass out of office? I don't know. I have the faintest idea. Um, from a approval and popularity standpoint, everything helps him. Everything they do helps him. If you look at where he is in standing with the other Republican candidates, he's at 63%, I think was the last number I saw. The others are just barely breaking into the double digits. Everybody keeps talking about Nikki Haley. She's still light years behind Donald Trump. Fat-ass Chris Christie is at like 2% or 1% or something silly like that. So he's the guy. And yes, all this stuff helps him. And no, I don't believe seriously that these states at the Supreme Court level, the state Supreme Court level, are are legally going to be successful in what they're trying to do. Uh, but they are trying it. And uh, it, 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 what's the end game? What do they think is going to happen? Now, I, we were kind of talking about this on Where and Rima. Okay, everything they they throw at the guy, and they're throwing everything at the guy at this point that they legally or that either even kind of peeks its head into the legal world, even though it may not have any legal argument, they're doing it, and they're like terrorists. Okay, a terrorist only has one job: to freaking terrorize people. The people who are trying to take down Donald Trump only have one job, and that's to prevent him from becoming president. It'd be nice if they could, you know, destroy him utterly in the process. But the game is, the goal is to prevent him from becoming president again. And I think also, as we talked about on Where and Rima, to rebuild America in some uh, new and fancy way, right? We call it fascism. They want to destroy the old so they can rebuild it uh, in a in a socialist state or, or whatever the label they attach to it. But it's basically fascism. And they know if he gets back in office, that they're, they're not. That's not going to happen. He's the fly in the ointment of the big evil plot. So if the the only goal is to prevent him from getting into office, well, then uh, multiple legal battles he then has to fight from the state level to the Supreme Court. I'm assuming is going to cost him some money and some time and some focus, if you will, and ultimately, you know. Uh, does he get into the Oval Office or not? If he doesn't, and this is my opinion, if he if he doesn't get in because of all this stuff is happening, and God forbid they take it uh, to the final uh, you know solution, if you will, as far as Donald Trump, uh, if he doesn't make it in, there's going to be some trouble in this country. 
And uh, you know it. I know it. We all feel it like a weird vibration that kind of trails with us wherever we go. We're on the precipice of something. We're standing on the cliff. And, yeah, this coming election really is the deal breaker one way or the other. Or the keystone or whatever you want to call it. And I don't know. I I don't know how people start reacting uh, if uh, these efforts to prevent him, when numerically he should be the obvious choice. I mean, numerically he's the obvious choice in the primary, yeah. I mean, he's been that for quite some time. And that's doing only his own gigs and his own rallies. No debates, none of that stuff. While fighting all of these legal battles, which again, and Carl Rove was just talking about this, I think, uh, on Fox, only helps him. Uh, what happens if, uh, if, uh, folks start realizing, uh, after the election and after somebody else is president, you know, the primary, uh, you get him into a general election. Yeah. He's beaten. He's beaten Biden. So if he doesn't make it, what's the reaction going to be? I don't know. I will say it sends a chill down my freaking spine. Uh, because I also have to accept the inevi- uh, the inevitability that that is, in fact, the goal itself. And maybe that explains a lot of the illegal immigration stuff and the progressive, you know, sentencing and, and the cash-free bail and wanting more crime in the streets. Maybe, ultimately, they just want to fight. And maybe they're going to get one. 210-599-5555. Here's Elvis. How are you? Hey, outstanding. Just getting stuff to everybody every day. Excellent. Hey, I had a weird thought. Why don't we repeal or modify the 14th Amendment? Well, I don't know. That'd be a pretty uh, uh, heavy process, I would assume, uh, to uh, any kind of amendment. You've got to get so many states, right, to agree to it. So I I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's largely based in uh, uh, a result of the Civil War. So I guess you can make yeah, an argument, but I don't. Uh, I don't know if that helps us in the. I don't know if that helps us in regards to to uh, the election coming up. I mean, it, it's you know basically was designed to stop Southerners from ever getting back into office. So since it no longer really applies, let's just get rid of it. Well, maybe not a bad idea. I got to run. Uh, where are we? Let's take one more quick call. Here's Don. How are you, Don? Good. Good morning. Uh, hey, I want to let you know that. Uh, up there in Colorado, I have a brother that's in law enforcement, and they had a meeting yesterday talking about these bus companies that are dropping off all these migrants. That they're right. going to start. They're, they're going to vote on uh, actually fining the bus companies, and then possibly uh, impound their their buses too. So, Colorado, now, are these are these general buses like buses that Biden might be sending out, or are these just like Greg Abbott buses and? I believe they're nature. Greg Abbott. Buttons. Right, I got you. So uh, he, he's kind of he's you know disgusted with the whole situation because what are you going to do? Just pull over every white bus and then uh, <laughs> kick everybody off? It's, well, it's, I don't know. Ridiculous. We'll see, man. It's, uh, I, I'm I, all, in 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 summation. I'm just glad I don't freaking live in Colorado anymore, man. Legal weed, be damned, man. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's cunt, that state's going to going to hell. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. The Sean Rima Show. Hey, this is Scott Robbins wishing you a Merry Christmas from everyone at News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. It's twenty two minutes after nine. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Talking about this Colorado State Supreme Court thingy. I think that's going to play out. 
210-599-5555. There's this other story that's a big, fat, stupid story, and everybody's talking about it. And and it's a TikTok video. And I didn't think to maybe uh, play the audio on this thing, but we, we, we it's a, it's a it's a wedding story. We have a, a guy that's known only as Cody. And Cody is getting married. And Cody is getting married to a woman that apparently he's, you know, been with for since high school, I believe. They have a, you know, James A. and Don, they pumped out a couple of critters. You know, they, they, they've been together for a while. And, and, and they're doing the vows. They're getting married. Now, I don't have the transcript of, of what the, because the, the, most of the videos, this part isn't there. But she, she gives her, they wrote their own vows, which I did as well. We did as well, my wife and I. And she's talking about, you know, how she loves him and, you know, she's so lucky he came into her life and, you know, she's going to stick with him forever. And it's, James, did you say it was very poetic? It was very elegant in what she had to say. Very touching. Yeah. Very moving. She put time and effort into she it. She loves his ass. I mean, she, she really loves this guy. And then they turn to him and uh, he says, and I quote, I promise to smack that ass. Every chance I get, booyah. He actually said booyah. Oh, God. I respect that. I do, too. And he said, that's all I got. <laughs> the guy, the officiant is like, oh, are, are you sure? Would you, would you like his nope, that's it. And basically, I think he explained that, uh, you know, we, we, we oh, I, I didn't write nothing out. That's what I'm going with. We've made it this long. So they... In other words, from his point of view, it's like, well, she already knows me. You know, I mean, what am I going to say? I got to be honest with you. I love this story. Finally, an honest man at the altar. You know, I just, that's why, why, what's wrong with that? I thought it was hilarious. I dropped the S bomb during my vows. I called I was my there. Wife. You were the there. I called her a little S, James. I said, you're a little S. There was this like heartbeat of people didn't know whether they should laugh or not. And then they all, everybody started, she started laughing. So everybody else started laughing. I call. I called her to this day. I call her a little less. Were you tearing up while you said that line? Because I no. know you're emotional. Oh come on, Rima! I teared up I, when oh, my daughter. You did I? You're such a little less. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I bawled my eyes out when my kid was walking down the aisle. You know, and he's all grown up and stuff. You know, I, I do cry. I'm a cry. I cry, and I cried then, but I didn't cry when I called her a little less. Oh, okay. But people are like piling on this guy, saying how awful this is. If you watch the video, okay, two things. First off, she's laughing because nobody else laughed. The guy says, uh, "I'm going to smack that ass," you know, booyah, and 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 there's kind of this moment of silence. But she's smiling and laughing, and I think that's all that matters. As long as she's cracking up, mm-hmm. what's wrong with that? It was funny. It was great comedic timing, especially after she waxed poetically for like several minutes with her vowels. She's like riffing off some beautiful stuff, and this guy will smack that ass with every chance I get. I'm going to start using that with my wife whenever she tells me to do something. Yeah, I'm going to do that, baby, but first I'm going to smack that ass every chance I get. Booyah! See how that plays out. I, I, yeah, I want to I want to see how this works out for you. For me? Yeah. But well, probably not well. My wife's dangerous. But I'm just saying, I bet they stay together forever. I, I, I think that's kind of a... I, I just think if you could be funny like that at that moment, why not? The guy didn't have anything else to say. She didn't seem upset by it. What's wrong with that? 
God, you guys aren't saying anything. No, I'm just trying to, you know, put together thoughts about how how deep this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the video. It's it's I, it's on uh, like a lot of the stories. Let's go to Kyle. Kyle, how are you? Kyle. Hey, yeah, you guys. Yes, sir. Hey, what are you thinking, man? I'm thinking you realize our communist uh, city government has the back road to the airport uh, shut off with a couple police officers. What, right now? So you can't go. Yeah, you can't go back there and look anymore. Well, they don't want anybody seeing those warehoused illegals. That's my point. They're blocking a public road. Wow. Just wanted you guys to be aware. Well, I'll check into Thank that. You. That wouldn't surprise me, though. They got some bad press uh, the other week. Booyah. Booyah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's this got to do with ass-smacking at a wedding? <laughs> Here we go. Promise to smack at every chance I get. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> hey, he's a redneck dude. I'm gonna smack that ass any chance I get. Move y'all. And he has he like, yeah, nailed yeah, it. Yeah, he does. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna smack that ass. <laughs> Did it ding 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, point it looks like everyone's having fun in this. And video. point in fact, if you look at the video, and this is totally misogynist, I'm going to objectify the the, the bride here. She's got a big old. Well, you know, that part of her is fairly, you know, conspicuous. She's got a fairly large caboose. There's... I'm just saying. You know, she's got a big old back door. I'm just saying. She could... So he just drew more attention to it. Is well, I'm just saying. saying. I mean, no, you can't miss it. It's dog. kind of it's... the obvious line there. It's pretty large. It's big. And chick walks down the aisle and space junk's following her. I'm just saying, this guy, you know, he's had a little fun. whole lot of love. <laughs> whole lot of love, smacking that ass. Booyah. Remember that song by Spinal Tap, Big Bottoms? Yeah, well, Queen also, Big Bottom Girls, she Fat Bottom Girls. Girls yeah. She got them. It all kind of. <laughs> you really do need to see the video for this story to really coalesce in your mind as being. Well, it's probably the perfect thing for him to say. Okay, two one zero five nine nine. Booyah! Go <laughs> smack the ass of this talk show for the next hour and a half. Every chance I get. <laughs> Booyah! News Talk 550 KTSA. They're tuning up the fiddles now, the fiddles now, the fiddles now. There's wine to warm the middles now and get your head a whirl. I'm going to smack that ass. Booyah! News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Hey, can we, all, can we all... Was that... That's... The fiddles. That's not a... I got mistaken. I thought that was a Christmas song, but that's just about fiddle. It is a Christmas song. Christmas music really is silly at the end of the day. There's a lot of silly Christmas music. It's the Merry Christmas Polka. The Merry Christmas Polka. Because there's just never enough polka in our lives. <laughs> nice. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hey, if anybody uh, has, because I haven't been down around the airport in, in quite a while. We had somebody call call up a few minutes ago. Uh, you know, because we talked last week, and we'd heard about this back in May uh, on, on this show, that the city was sending the illegals into these hangars and warehouses down by the airport. And these were buildings that had been leased by other companies and were, you know, they moved out, and the, I guess the city started moving uh, illegals in there. Uh, 
we went back and forth, uh, you know, or we, we heard back and forth from the city manager that the, the first he said he, these things didn't exist. And then when I think it was the Daily Mail broke the story, uh, and we had video images of these, of these, uh, these warehouses and hangars where they're putting folks. Uh, once you couldn't really deny it anymore, then he started relabeling them, them like every other day. They had a different name, and finally, I think what was it, airport transfer centers or something like that. And I, and I was gone, and I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch any news. I think I turned on the news for about ten seconds on Friday, tried it again on Sunday for about ten seconds, and just turned it off. And I kind of got plugged back into the news yesterday. But I'm hearing Don Morgan, I think, report that the, the mayor has said we're going to keep doing this. Uh, so I guess he's acknowledging this. But the mayor is actually, I'm looking at the story out of KSAD, the mayor is also talking about federal money for the illegals. And he's concerned that we may not have enough federal money thanks to those evil Nazis in Congress, those mega hat wearing weirdos, Blocking our humanitarian efforts to help people here in San Antonio, even though we're not supposed to be a sanctuary city against it's against the law. But he's concerned. We don't have guarantees of whether or not that funding is going to continue to come down our way into local communities all across the country without congressional support and federal action. Said this on Monday. We really need... This is just rich, man. We really need some help here, especially as we see what's happening on the border. You mean that pesky little problem you weren't even acknowledging existed uh, for the longest time? It's concerned we're not going to have enough money uh, to, to house everybody, blah, blah, blah. And you're looking at the numbers right now. Because here's what's going on with illegal immigration, and you already know this. It's like they've opened up the spigot. It was flowing pretty freely uh, for the past three years. I mean, we've seen some pretty, you know, heavy numbers of, as far as folks just traipsing across the border or being brought across, brought across by the cartels or what have you. The cartels themselves are sending people over uh, every single stinking day from their uh, from their various criminal organizations to set up camp here on on this side of the border. And 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 now we're about ten and a half months, I guess, away from the election. And the numbers now are astronomical. If you're watching at least Fox News, you're seeing some of the drone shots over Eagle Pass. I mean, look at that. The numbers, the most recent numbers I saw provided by our own government is that from December 1st until now, 200,000 people have come across the border. These are the people we've encountered. It's not the people that we don't encounter that would just come on in. We don't know what the hell happens to them or exactly how many there are. 200,000 since December 1st, 11,600 within the past 24 hours. Um, So, yeah, it kind of feels like the message is out there, right? Get here now. Get here before the election. I'm sure who's ever putting out that that message is always saying, you know, if this thing doesn't go our way, that door is going to slam shut. So you better get here now. And the numbers, yeah, we're breaking records on a daily basis at this point. I live in the city, and I see it everywhere. I live on the freaking northwest side, okay? I can spit and hit a house in Helotus. That's how far on the northwest side I am. And in in my little neighborhood, I'm seeing it. 
seeing people all over the place, and there's more garbage, more people out of doors. And and Nuremberg is now saying, well, I don't know, these evil Nazis in Congress, you know, they're all as, you know, they're 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 uh, they're racist and they're hateful and they you know they want to keep keep the brown man out or whatever the hell uh, whatever mythology he's riding on. It's the same one they're all riding on that uh, you know, just like KJP said last week. Well, we inherited a broken system. We can't do anything about it because Congress is in the way. President Biden has tried to do tried to do everything he can for the border. It's all a bunch of horse crap. And and now Nuremberg, because he can't deny this is going on, and maybe it's because of uh, folks finding out about these hangers and stuff down by the airport filled with illegals, now he's got to, at least he's acknowledging there's an issue. But, you know, we were talking on, uh, talking on, on Ware and Rima about how a lot of these border towns and uh, the towns even, uh, uh, you know, the deeper uh, into the country you get, deeper into Texas you get, are being destroyed. They don't have any infrastructure to handle tens of thousands of people swamping their towns on a daily basis. Hospitals are filled to capacity. They're also not getting paid. City services are being depleted. Uh, and, and all I would say to you is that what's true of the small town is actually also true of the big city. If you don't think illegal immigration can swamp a big city at these levels, you're you're crazy. And uh, you know, and so to, to hear Nuremberg out there, you know, squeaking about federal money when this guy's been fine shipping people into San Antonio twenty four seven since Biden got his creaky ass into office, you know, it's a little insulting to my intelligence, buddy. Two one zero. I mean, and I, you know, and again, I don't like. I, I try not to just be on the doom and gloom train, you know, for the full two hours I'm here, and we got some other goofy crap we can talk about. But when you're talking about this many people just pouring into the country, not only does it validate something Trump has been saying for years, which is, if you don't have a border, you don't have a country. And right now, we don't have a freaking border. We are losing territory. Moreover, once he, if, if he is able to get back into office, because he's the only person that would do anything serious about this issue, that includes a whole lot of Republicans, you, you can't just magically make millions of people disappear. They're here, and they're not going away. He could tighten up the border and bring back all those refugee policies that had it down to a trickle during the Trump years, but he can't just make them all go away. So in that sense, if the evil plot was to swap this country with illegals so that you can change the, the, the economic and political dynamics of, of states that you think you can't beat in an election or you can't get on your side in an election, baby, they're already successful. And they're taking down the whole country uh, in the process. And, I, you know, I, Nuremberg can run his mouth about federal dollars and illegals all he wants. But what exactly has he done to protect San Antonio against the illegal, you know, the, the illegals coming into this into this town? Nothing. He's done everything possible that he can for us to be living as a sanctuary city or operating as a sanctuary city despite state law. So, you know, I don't want to hear him crowing about federal dollars all of a sudden. Because right now, you know what he's doing, right? He's jumping on the same train that Eric Adams is, 
A lot of these city mayors are where Greg Abbott is shipping people there, or they suddenly realize they've got a whole bunch of people that need to eat and drink and have some shelter, and they're suddenly having to acknowledge the problem exists, but they're doing it by blaming Republicans for the problem. And it's, it is. It's damned insulting to folks who are watching their neighborhoods and their towns and their cities be destroyed by this stuff. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Oh, oh, oh. KTSA salutes the troops. My name is Sergeant First Class Mario Rodriguez from San Antonio, Texas. I'm assigned to 210th Field Artillery Brigade. And I want to wish my family back in San Antonio a Merry Christmas. Brought to you by the Institute for Functional Health and Laurel Ridge. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We'll talk to Debbie here in a second. We're talking about illegal immigration. It's at record-breaking numbers every single stinking 24 hours. Your mayor's now crowing about federal dollars to handle the problem. And we heard it from a guy a few minutes ago who said the, the road in front of one of these airport transfer centers is being blocked i guess they don't want people looking at it i don't know if you know any more about that or if you've experienced that call us up and then james and don will talk about lesbians on the hallmark channel that's coming up uh first here's debbie debbie how are you hey sean hey um so i guess i have my message to ron nuremberg about asking for money to house these people these are foreign nationals. We don't owe them housing or shelter any more than they would owe me housing or shelter if I went to their country. Exactly. And another thing, um, we've got all these homeless veterans. Mm. We should not house any illegals until all the homeless veterans have shelter. Every single homeless vet on the streets of America is, is a, a sin and an insult. Especially when you're giving all kinds of free crap to people who are just strolling across the border. It's insane. We should not have one homeless vet in this country. And yet they make up a fairly large portion of of the homeless in this country in general. When you take out the illegals uh, as a factor. So I, I don't know what part of town you live in, but are you seeing it around where you live? Uh, Yes, and, and I live in Stone Oak. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, it's every corner of the city. I mean, I, I keep bringing up my neighborhood because I've lived there now for almost six years, and it's the far northwest corner there. And you didn't. You, there's a lot of this stuff you just didn't. One of the reasons I moved there is because pretty low crime, pretty nice little residential neighborhood. And again, you got people out of doors all over the place suddenly over the past few couple of years, especially the past few months. You got a lot of garbage everywhere. It's every neighborhood in this town, we and, have so and Ron's many. and Ron's playing politics with it. <laughs> right, we have so many uh, break-ins in our neighborhood. Oh yeah. Ridiculous. And did you have that Cars before? Did you have stolen of- out of the driveway? Right. Did Did you have a lot of break-ins prior to the border being opening up? Oh no. Right. No, I've lived in my house for 10 years. This mm. has only been happening for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's cra- i got to run, Debbie, but uh, yeah, it's bad. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you turn this ship around, man. Oh, yeah, lesbians on the Hallmark Channel. So I watched my first lesbian Christmas Hallmark movie uh, over the weekend. The story was centered around two women falling in love. Okay. 
It was everything else a Hallmark movie is. It just had two chicks. That was the only thing different. You know what? I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I kind of like the way they handled it. Because it wasn't like there was no politics. You know what I mean? Like they weren't, I hate to say it, but they weren't like really cartoonishly lesbian, you know, with like mullets and, you know. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Rolling up on Harleys and stuff. They were just two women who just happened to be lesbians, and they happened to be falling in love at Christmas time. Did they ever announce that they were lesbians to people in the movie? No. You didn't. You really just sort of found out. It, it was, I kind of like that. Because, in other words, they didn't make an issue out of it. There, there was no woke crap attached to it. They weren't talking about how much straight people suck. And they weren't, like, trotting through the movie going, It's Christmas and I'm gay! You know, it did <laughs> There was just two chicks. It was a lesbian Hallmark Christmas movie. And then they kissed at the end, and that was, you know. Did they follow the two hands on the hot chocolate coffee? Yes, they still drank uh, hot chocolate, gripping it with two hands. Good. One of the chicks was Hispanic, so it was very diverse. Her mom spoke. The only thing that was stereotypical is her mom spoke this really stupid, broken, you know. If she makes you happy, I want you to be happy, even if it is with a lesbian. It's Christmas time. Let's be happy. You know, it was the, the mom was kind of stereotypical. So they kissed at the very end. They did a little lesbonic kiss at the end there. They did. And then did what you happens? say what you always do? I was into it. Huh? <laughs> now they're going to go do it. Yeah. No, I actually didn't at that point. I should have. <laughs> Of course, you don't know exactly what they're going to do. But, you know, there was a big old lesbian kiss there in a Hallmark movie. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I the icky factor, no, it wasn't there. I kind of enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Perfect. Kissing lesbians on Hallmark. Smack we'll that ass. Smack that ass. Booyah! Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It's four minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 uh, KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean, and, uh, you know, originally I was going to talk about the Jeffrey Epstein list, and uh, we got some movement on names of victims and associates, quote-unquote associates connected with Jeffrey Epstein. That stuff might become public as a result of uh, this defamation case. And But I have been off for five days, and as I told you guys last hour, I didn't watch any news. I, I, I just needed a freaking break, man. So I, I think I turned on the news for about 10 seconds on Friday after I got done. Said that's enough of that. Put on the Hallmark Channel. And I, I've just I've been in a news blackout. So I haven't, I'm really just kind of now, <laughs> I had Jeffrey Epstein on the brain. Now I'm hearing about all the sex stuff going on at the Senate. I guess, J- and thanks to J.D., my brother J.D., for uh, watching the gig last week, uh, or this week, rather. Thanks, J.D., but I guess he was talking about this. So you got two dudes, and cor- again, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm, if I'm getting this right. Yeah, two dudes, uh, including a staffer that works for Ben Cardin, Democrat Senator Ben Cardin, were <laughs> caught having sex in a Senate hearing room, right? And uh, one of the dudes, uh, I guess the staffer for Ben Cardin, put out a statement. This is so bizarre. Said, this is, I can't pronounce a guy's name, Mace something, Seropsky or something like that. 
this has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political career. You were having sex with a dude in the Senate, man. While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job. And I love when people say this crap, dude. I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. You did, man. You, and they taped it? They freaking taped it, man. And James, you were telling me there were other cases that have popped up. Yeah, there's... Sorry about the language there, but you know what I mean. That have come up recently, right? That yeah. I've missed. Yeah, I just missed this one, too. Uh, Van Camp alluded, uh, alerted me to this, but uh, two more videos from... Democrat staffers, um, one by himself. Oh, God. And another video of two people engaging in sex. Right. In the offices on, up on Capitol. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's a couple of things here. Let's this is <laughs> a like couple the things third, to unpack here. This uh, is like the third or fourth one right. in, in, in Just, ten couple, days. Ten days, right. Something like that. Right. Now... First off, uh, I if if that's who you're gonna be, don't you kind of can't you kind of see the psychology here? I'm striking one for the gay man. I'm gonna do it right here in the people's house. I'm gonna do it right here in the Senate because gay people rule the world, you know. Or maybe they just want a freaky deaky video. Look where I am. Look where I'm doing it. And so there's that icky factor, and there is an ickiness to this. Um, but you you look at what's going on here. And these are largely gay couples, right, or gay people that we're seeing this stuff happen. Um, I th- honestly, and having grown up around that area, I've heard stories growing up, you know, just outside the Beltway. If you really knew, I think, how our political class, a.k.a. the swamp, how those people really freaking live, okay, I don't care how hardcore you are, you'd be blushing. Your col- toes would be curling. These are preverts and weirdos, man. I mean, they they, 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 they they got a Caligula fest going on all the time. Why do you think a guy like Jeffrey Epstein was able to do what he does or what he did and create a multinational network? We've got RFK Jr. now. He's got to deal with the fact that he was on the damn plane at some point. Th- these people live grotesquely hedonistic lives behind the scenes. I would submit to you that D.C. and Hollywood, the, the, the political class and the Hollywood, the, the film and entertainment class, live like freaking Caligula. They, they, they have, man, isn't, they have some lifestyles going there. Isn't that the majority of the people assumed to be on the Epstein client list? Yes. Is D.C. and Are, Hollywood? Yeah, big, big rollers, movers and shakers in D.C., people high up the food chain. Because you know what? They're the only people who could really protect themselves to the extent that, to which they have. If you're merely a Hollywood celebrity, stuff can come out to you know about you, and, and certainly we've seen some folks go up in flames who have had very storied and successful careers in Hollywood, but you know their own actions have taken them down. But the same people in Hollywood that are engaging in this kind of behavior are certainly doing it in D.C., uh, but in D.C., you have concentric layers of protection you don't have in a place like Hollywood, unless you're a big donor, of course. Okay, these are people who predominantly have all the money in the world 
and all the freedom in the world to do whatever they want. And they rarely have to worry about anything as pesky and annoying as prosecution or breaking the law. That's how Epstein was able to do what he did. So these stories are funny, they're icky, they're stupid. I mean, this guy needs to shut up about loving his job and disrespecting his workplace. If you're having sex at the workplace and taking video of it, baby, you're disrespecting your workplace. <laughs> you, you can't simultaneously claim, I would never do that when you're doing it, you know. And these people aren't bright. Uh, Van Camp is telling me that one of the people posted the video on LinkedIn. Oh, that's, hey, boy, you're a, yes, you're a yes. genius there, buddy. That was brilliant. Oh, but you're only being oppressed because of who you are, right? The man's only bringing the hammer down on you because he's a cisgender weirdo and he doesn't like gay people, right? Wow. Who is this? Uh, Sevy? Stevie. Stevie. Oh, Stevie. I'm sorry. I'm yes, sorry. Oh, hey. How you doing, Stevie? I'm doing great, Sean. I'm here on break and I turned the radio on and, you know, only thing I want to say is I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely glad you're you're talking about the things you're talking about, you know, uh, these, these people, uh, you know, they get to a point where they're pretty depraved and they get bored of what they've been doing for years, all the flying around and, and fancy eating and everything like that. They got to get to a point where, you know, Hey, I need something new. And so they end up delving into some crazy stuff. Well, and yeah, and a lot of our, our political leaders and our government, you know, people who run the government, man. The point I was trying to make was, you know, I don't, I'm really liking the way the direction of the show this past year, honestly, you guys have been touching on points that I've been wishing, you know, mainstream radio period would just kind of start talking about, man. And I, I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you and Trey do. And, uh, you know, good luck in the new year. Just continuing to fight the good fight. Well, you, you, look, for me, it's not even about a fight. It's it's not a crusade. For me, it's just I, 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 I can't do this for a living if I can't speak the truth. I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. And, no, and so I mean, uh, we, we got to talk about what's going on. I, I try to, it gets a little depressing after a while because there's so much going on at one time. But yes, the people, the people that we sell, because our political class are treated like Hollywood celebrities. They live like Hollywood celebrities. And some of them are the yeah. worst people in the freaking world, man. They're horrible. I, I, I agree. I, I agree, man. And <clears throat> I think that's the world we live in today. But I mean, as, as long as you're able to pull the scales back, you know, as an individual, on an individual level, you know, and we're having these conversations, pushing the culture in the right, right direction. Right. Then, well, we'll see. We're, you know. I appreciate the call, Steve. you got to run. We'll see how it plays out. But these people are just, they are, man. They're horrible. Let's uh, go to Alex. Alex, how are you? Rima. Hey. <laughs> hey. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas, Welcome my back, friend. Thank you. Good to be back. All right, so talking about Caligula, yeah, what you have is the Roman Empire brought into the 21st century. I really think we, we can't possibly overstate that. I agree. We're, we're pretty much there. Decadence, depravity, you know, sexual, sexual, you know, just yuck. You know, <laughs> how, you know how, can you, how can you allow children to be sexually abused basically in school and you don't have an uprising of parents i don't know you don't have an i uprising mean you, you got people who are popping up and people who are giving resistance but very often uh, they get their mics turned off that sometimes they get freaking arrested when they're showing up at these 
school board meetings. I mean, you, you're dealing with the people who populate the education system, and they're pushing, yeah, they're trying to sexualize kids, whether it's a, the tranny thing or the queen thing or whatever it may be. Uh, and our political elite are, are the same damn set of people. I mean, they're... they're well, look at it. Look at Mitch McConnell. Look, look at the Republican leadership. Oh, you know. Lack thereof. Right. Okay? They have, you haven't heard a peep from any of those people about what just happened in Colorado. Not a word. Yeah. And well, they're you're not going to. Probably not. Okay? Look, no, a lot of them don't want Trump. Of a lot of them system. don't want... A lot of them don't want Trump back either. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Rona McDaniel. Come on, man. Right. Really? That's right. the lady that's freaking probably the most responsible for the debacle of 2022 and the Republicans getting wiped all over the floor. Right. And Mitch McConnell was no help either. Yeah. Okay. So, I, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry <laughs> Christmas. You, God be with us all, man. God be with us uh, on this journey we're on here. Yeah, I bet if you really knew how these people live, you know, at their mansion, their McMansions in uh, Northern Virginia and Chevy Chase. Ooh. How many Republicans do you think are going to end up? If you, if you could really get all the Epstein stuff out there and you could find out the full client list, which is kind of what they're alluding to with this defamation case. You're going to tell me they're all going to be Democrats? <laughs> no. No. And I think that's the that's kind of the real dicey aspect of of the existence of the swamp and its you know its its need to continue and its need to survive is it ain't it ain't partisan it, it, it ain't that I mean you, you've got a lot of Republicans that uh, inside the Beltway they don't want Donald Trump back either for many of the same freaking reasons man but hey I'm just you know, I'm just a cisgender Nazi, and I just I don't want gay men to have sex in the Senate. I, I can't, you know, I'm just so out of touch with stuff. <laughs> I What's can, wrong with me? <laughs> I can think of one politician I guarantee is not on that list. Who's that? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that, too. I don't know why, even. I'm not even sure why. It just seems like probably not Bernie. He's too old. No. <laughs> He's way too old to even give a crap, I guess, about anything. <laughs> just, like, like side action. Yeah, he's, he's put out by the weather, you know, when he's sitting right. in his mittens. I'm not going on this. Get on a plane with 13-year-olds. No, I got a book signing to go to. <laughs> I'm making bank off my books and my speeches. I ain't got no time for pre-adolescence. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSa. The Sean Rima Show. This is Dave Ramsey. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us at Newstalk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. I'm uh, Sean. Newstalk five fifty KTSa FM one zero seven one. How are you? The phone lines are open if you want to comment on anything I'm saying. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And, uh, yeah, I want to talk. This is kind of a funny little topic. and it, Actually, it feels kind of redundant here in San Antonio, but it's National Short Girl Appreciation Day. Get it when I say it's redundant in San Antonio because there's a lot of short chicks in San Antonio. Um, and I, I, I might start doing the holiday thing again on, on my show. We'll, we'll see how the new year pans out, 
But I, I just want to say National Short Girl Appreciation Day. Short girls are, are great. I'm not a tall guy. In fact, when I was a kid, and even into my teenage years, I was actually, people thought I was kind of short. Even though I'm not really, I, I'd say I'm kind of, what James, you say I'm like average height, basically. Yeah, what are you, what are you, 5'9"? Something like that, I think. I have no idea, actually. 5'9". Five, uh, not 5'9". Five, You're not? <laughs> what are you, 5'8"? I'm 5-something. He might be 5'7 and a half. 5'7 oh, okay. and a half. Oh, average I, yeah. height guy. I'm 5'9". You're 5'9". Okay. <laughs> and I, I, you know, and over the years, I've uh, most of the women that I've been involved with were either my height or taller. Okay? My ex-wife, I needed a stepladder just to, like, look her in the eye. I mean, she was, you know, just a tall chick and uh i've you know and, and plus i've always been kind of the short kid plus i always sucked at sports so like when i was in elementary school i was called shrimp i was known as the shrimp i wasn't the fonz i was the shrimp because i was whittle okay and uh i i tell you what my wife maybe that's one of the reasons god brought us together but she makes me feel 10 feet tall man and I don't mean just spiritually and emotionally. I mean, she literally makes me feel 10 feet tall because she's <laughs> she's so damn short. When we walk into the store, I have this thing I do. I'm just going to put my elbow on her shoulder, you know, like I'm leaning right. on a bar or something like that. Yeah, She's a short chick. I mean, and I, I, I do. I feel like I, and my daughter, my other, Alicia's, my daughter Alicia's really is shorter than my wife, you know. My daughter towers over, my daughter got her mom's tall jeans, so she's, you know, towering over me. But it's kind of cool. And my mother-in-law is really short. I do. I feel like freaking Gandalf. You know what I mean? When I'm at home and, and everybody's around me. It's cool, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's cool feeling like, you know, you're a tall dude when you're at home. So I just wanted to throw one out there for the short girls. And uh, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. My plan is to smack that ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shody going to smack that ass. I'm all yeah. I got to bend down to do it, but I, you know, I'm kidding. Now, see, the, the, the shortest girl I ever dated was 4'11". Oh, wow. Yeah, I was 6'1 at the time. Is that, wow. I'm 6' even now, but I was 6'1". Is that legal? So I, is that legal? <laughs> well, yeah, she was actually older than I was. So. <laughs> Little old lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, by about 18 months. But uh, well, anyway, I would never refer to her as short. I would always say that she was fun-sized. Fun-sized. Like yeah. she's a Snickers bar. Yeah, like the candy bars, yeah. <laughs> like a Snickers bar you give out at Halloween, right? Yeah, fun-sized. My, my wife's so short that when we go into like a department store and she's in the clothing section, I can't find her because she's... <laughs> I want to get her one of those flags that you put on right. like your bike so people can see you, you know, because I when she's in the clothing section of any given store... She disappears behind. I can't see even see the top of her head moving around. Yeah, she's that damn short. You need to put like a you know get a little uh, bell on her ankle or something like. Or that. Give her a flare gun, you know, and like yeah. shoot off some flares every now and again, so I know where sure. the hell she is. I'm just saying, my wife's short. You know, it's cool. Air tag or something. <laughs> These are horrible ideas. What? <laughs> well, I was her... kidding about the flare gun, but okay, the flag, good. That, that's the one that scared me. The flag, yeah. you know, a little flag, like, you know, uh, you can put in her belt buckle so that, you know, there's a flag follows her around. I'm just saying the woman's short. She's short, and she dominates me, and it's it's great. I don't know. Something small cool about but that. mighty. Small but mighty. Like a can of beans. Like a small <laughs> can of beans. <laughs> it may just look like a small can of beans, but I tell you what, when you eat a can of beans, it rules your world for the, for the foreseeable future.
No matter how tall it is. No matter how tall it is. So I, yeah, I love my short wife. And uh, uh, so if you're out there in the world, you you know, show some appreciation for the short gals uh, on planet Earth. I think it is funny that I can't find her at like Walmart. I just lose her. I can't find her. <laughs> and don't high five them and make them jump. Oh, don't high five nice the short chicks. That's kind of rude. That's very rude, man. Yeah. You go to hell for stuff like that. Well, I'd at least get my shins kicked. <laughs> Ow, baby. Damn. Ah, I need to walk, baby. You kick me in the shins. It is funny because I, I, I do this. I try to embarrass her as much as possible when we're at the HEB or the Walmart because it's fun. You know, I enjoy it. Right. And very often when she goes for that thing, like she needs that box of cereal, right? That box mm. of sugar pops, you know, on the top shelf. And she can't quite reach it, and she's stretching. Yeah, and people are looking at me like I'm a like I'm a, a horrible dude because I'm not I'm not you know reaching up for it. I'm just like, I'd get that for you, baby, but I got a condition; it might rupture my hernia. So, uh, you know, so she has to stretch more, and it's funny. Well, I tore out my rotator cuff that last time. I, I got a I got a condition, baby. I can't go for that thing on the top shelf. Plus, I like I like watching you struggle. All right, two one zero. It amuses me. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. My voice is a little cracky today, a little crackly. Uh, Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. There's been a lot of crap in the air the past few weeks, I've noticed, or past few days. So that's why I'm about three octaves lower than normal. Uh, The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Um, Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, uh, is a cheat, apparently, allegedly. And uh, got some interesting stuff going on with Harvard and uh, this idea. She's a box-checking, tenured idiot, is what she is. She's a black woman, and largely it is believed now, especially given all the allegations of plagiarism that we're seeing, or examples of plagiarism, that, you know, she's there because she's a black female. She's not there because she's a great scholar <laughs> or that she's published great works, which is how a lot of that stuff is determined. We've learned that, you know, of the, I think, 40 papers that she's published and submitted in her academic career, uh, upwards of I don't know twenty. I've heard different numbers. Uh, twenty different twenty different examples of where it is very obvious that she lifted the words of somebody else. Which again, in academic circles, is a bozo. No, no, that's you know undercuts your validity as a scholar. She, I mean, she, to the point to where in some of these papers, including her dissertation, she does manage to cite her sources in the papers, but then she rips off the person she cited. (laughs) So not only is she a plagiarist, but she's a lousy plagiarist. She's not even very good at it. (laughs) You know, you don't have to be a scholar to figure out she's full of crap when you just, you know, hold up her paper to somebody else's. Now we, we can talk about, that whole phenomenon because we have that idea of cheating uh, throughout our culture right now. You, you look at what's going on with female sports with these hairy ass dudes that are, you know, putting on a dress and some lipstick and competing against women. They're cheaters. And if you're somebody who's coming up through the ranks of academia, 
and you're plagiarizing people left and right for your own papers, your own academic papers, you're cheating. There's really no other word for it. And in a sense, look at what's going on with politics. We live in the age of cheaters, man. Now, with her, there is one interesting angle that you're, I guess, we're, we're, we're seeing some action on in that at the congressional level, they're looking at places like Harvard that, you know, the, the, it's not all private donors. They, they get federal dollars, like a lot of major institutions and universities across the country get federal dollars. And, uh, you know, you look at Harvard, which has very high standards for this sort of thing as far as the students. In fact, Harvard has, just over the past year, or I forget what years they were talking about, I think it was 21 through 22, they investigated over 100 cases of student plagiarism in their, in their, in their, in their college work. Uh, and I think of that 100, uh, again, the num- number 40 keeps popping up. I think around 40, you know, suffered some sort of penalty or smaller number was actually kicked off campus. But there's a very high standard for the students when it comes to this sort of thing. A lot of colleges, uh, as are, you know, you're going to see in the, at the public school level, too, are already trying to figure out how to wend their way through AI cheating, where you just have an AI program write everything for you. But you apparently do have uh, folks like Claudine Gay, who have just kind of skated through the entire process because of who they are, what their skin color is, and their gender. Odd how they want to get gender-specific when it comes to somebody like Claudine Gay. And if she's got to plagiarize to that extent, she's obviously not qualified to be there. And why isn't Harvard holding their staff members, even the president, to the same standard that they're holding the student body to, which is you can't steal other people's work? And people are looking at at the congressional level saying, hey, you're getting federal dollars. Forget what the precise agency or uh who who uh, within the government that sort of is the the, the agency uh the wing of the government that handles these federal grants that go into universities but they're like we have standards we have a standard for in a sense doling out federal money money to a college on plagiarism so in other words if if your faculty it, it not let alone your freaking president is ripping off other people's work. Well, you shouldn't get federal dollars. So we may have some additional hearings uh, at the congressional level as a result of the testimony that was uh, that we got uh, during the you know the investigations into anti-Semitism and the tacit approval, if you will, or sometimes active approval by you know, the universities themselves. And now they're looking at somebody like Claudine Gay saying, wait, you've been cheating your way through your entire academic career. You shouldn't even be president, let alone we shouldn't be giving federal money to Harvard when the president is a plagiarist. It's interesting stuff. Uh, Let's see. Reese, how are you? Reese. Let me me say this. Uh, Not that I need to disclose I'm a black conservative, but... I'm always I'm haranguing about this Claudine Gay thing on the conservative level. My grandmother used to say, "Sometimes you got to let stupid be stupid." So I'm <laughs> going to alter that by saying, "Sometimes you got to let corrupt be corrupt." 
And what a lot of us, like high school dropouts like me and other average people who would never get the opportunity to go to Harvard University, we have to let them get their comeuppance by allowing them to be corrupt. So Claudine Gay gets to plagiarize people. Claudine Gay gets to say, you don't get the same equal treatment if you're Jewish and you're white. Harvard University gets to say that we can discriminate against Asian uh, applicants because mm. we have to get more by good. Let them be the corrupt people that they are so that everybody else who thought of Harvard as this esteemed Ivy League institution and finally says, we're not giving, we're not letting our kids go to that school anymore. It yeah. isn't work, the diploma isn't worth the sheepskin it's printed on. Just allow them to destroy themselves. You just have to do it. Let the marketplace. I agree. Do it. I agree, man. And that's happening. You're seeing Harvard losing millions upon millions of dollars as a result of this. You're right. Sometimes you just got to let people be and institutions be what they are, uh, and uh, and and bring it in a sense, drag it out into the light so people can right. see. I mean, Harvard. What we're, what I'm seeing is it's a house of cards. Okay, and I think this is true of the collegiate world in general, that you're, you're, the kids really aren't getting what we used to consider a college education when we were that age. They're just not. Uh, and this, yeah. you, you understand why when you see this kind of crap. But the degrees, and that's the point, right? What have we been seeing over the last 10, maybe even 15 years? We've got a bunch of kids with college degrees who can't even get jobs because they're getting fourth century you know, gay Greek art degree. Like, who is doing that? Like, what, who's going to employ that? Well, you're right. You know, and, they, they, and, well, and they're getting those crap degrees while being told they deserve a job when they get out, you know, because they're yeah. a college-educated person and society needs you. That's why we should forgive your debt, man. I mean, it's 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 circular, and, and certainly, yeah, a college degree now just ain't what it used to be. I mean, at the end of the day... It, it, it isn't, you know, I, I, I've been hesitant to get the Charlie Kirk book called, you know, about the, the college scam. Right. I'm hesitant to do that. I'm beyond my college years. Yeah, but me I've got too. a young teenage boy who's about right. to go to college, and I almost feel like I should purchase it for him because, you know, he really wants to go to college. But at, what po- at some point, I'm going, probably everything you can learn in college, he can learn on YouTube at this point. <laughs> well, as far as real world knowledge, man, I got to run. Thank you so much, Breeze, for the you call, got man. It, man. You take care of a great Christmas, you know. Honestly, it's, it's, I mean, my kid just graduated from college. Now, you know, she's specific. She wants to do theater and acting and film and all that stuff. She, she got a degree to those ends. That's what she wants to do. But if you're, if you're going for a purely academic degree, uh, or let alone, I mean, you look at some of the nonsense that's going on with med students and, uh, a lot of, uh, gender crap and stuff we know is not true. And yet it, it, you can't, uh, get your, you, you can't, uh, get your internship unless you're buying into a lot of this gender crap. So, you know, uh, you're going to produce a nation of box checkers. And we're certainly seeing this in the administration of Joe Biden, who, or, or in the existence of somebody like, uh, Alexandria Orifis Cortez, who is a moron. All right, just an absolute moron. You're going to get to a point where the box checkers are the majority, and you'll have people in pretty intense or important jobs, whether it's academically or you know in the professional world, who have no real expertise at what they're supposed to be doing. And that's the that's the end of the road with the box checkers getting the gig and being protected, like Claudine Gay, who's a cheat.
allegedly. 210-599-5555. Sitting in traffic can suck the ho, ho, ho out of your holiday. Don't get stuck in backups and delays. Stay connected. Get the latest traffic and weather together every 10 minutes with a 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Everybody having a good time? Let's take another call. Here's uh, Alex. Alex, how are you? Doing well, brother. Thank you, and uh, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be back, man. What are you thinking? Uh, well, that gentleman was on point earlier. That was on point. And um, just, I guess, just for general concerns for strange times. <laughs> yeah, well, these we do live in very strange times, man, all the way around. It's, uh, you know, you can't really get away from it. I'm still wondering why uh, Tejano music sounds like polka music and vice versa. So it's strange. Well, they both got accordions, <laughs> right, James? They got accordions. Yeah, they, they they get along famously. They get along great. Because, yeah, there's, there's, there's ele- crossover elements of, uh, I just said crossover elements, like I know what I'm talking about. But you know what I mean. Okay. So. Well, even strange enough, even more strange. Okay, so here we are. It's the first day of winter, as it were. And it's the 12th month yet. We call it December, which comes from decade, which is the 10th, 10th. So strange times. <laughs> well, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, we all can agree that the next, uh, you know, lead, the, the months leading up to the election, I think anything's possible. And I don't right. mean that in a good way. It, most definitely. So, I mean, you got to find a balance. And earlier you all mentioned Spinal Tap. <laughs> spinal Tap? Were you guys talking about Spinal Tap? Yeah, big uh, the bottoms girls. Remember oh, Don? Oh, right, sure. right, right. Okay, sure. yeah, Don referenced so it. Right, right. In, in, in that light, or in that shade of light, um, you know, let's go from Spinal Tap's hellhole to uh, uh, the Folksman. You know, jeez, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm kind of lost here. What's that? The Folksman? Who are the Folksman? Same guys as Spinal what? Tap, but they do the folk music. Oh, okay. All right. So let's get out of the hellhole. Right. All right. All right, man. I appreciate the call, Alex. Thank you so much. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. You want to see what a dumbass I feel like. Feel like. <laughs> I, I, I was talking about Short Girl Appreciation Day because I'm married to a short girl, man. She's a little Mexican hobbit. She is. But I, it's also the shortest day of the year. And James and I had this moment of revelation where right before I went on the no, air, I'm no, like... Don't include me with the... You, rev- no, I you already knew saw this, it. But yes. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. It's the shortest day of the year. You think there's a connection between that and it's Short Girl Appreciation Day? Yeah, I'm on top of things, man. I'm sharp. <laughs> uh, nothing gets by me, man. Nothing gets past me. Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. I do have to do, I'm, I'm actually doing my Christmas shopping early this year, early. but I'm not waiting till Christmas Eve. I'm actually going to go, uh, when I get done, uh, doing this and, uh, get all my Christmas shopping. Do you, Don, do you ever do this? Cause I know you got a lot of kids involved, grandkids and all that stuff in that this year, we're we're also doing it kind of you know really we're very lean Christmas. We're taking it really easy this year, right. as far as spending money. So my wife and I have done communal buying in that basically she's bought everything for everybody else, and all I got to do is buy for her. Is that bad? <laughs> no, that's that sounds great. 
I like Man, that. That's a pretty so sweet I, deal I, if you can work it out. I'm just going out. To, all I got to do is buy for my because my daughter's not going to be here till January, so we're going to you know do Christmas again when she gets out here. Right. So all I got to do is buy for my short little wife. Yeah, some things. So that's uh, that's my plan after I get done here. Yeah, I've, I've been done for weeks. Well, but see, but you like plan stuff ahead of time. Right. Are you one of those people that buys stuff for like? My wife is one of those people that'll buy stuff all year round for Christmas. Like if she sees something that she thinks somebody would like at Christmas, she'll Cash buy away. it when she sees it. Yeah, yeah I that's think exactly that's, what I do. I think that's really smart. If it you, is very smart. If you can stay on it, I think that's a great idea. It is a great idea, which I've never accomplished. I just can't think that way the rest of the year. It's just a lot easier that way. It no is. Pressure. So I'll be hitting the five and below store uh, when I get done here. <laughs> Is that a short joke, Sean? Oh, oh see how you are, Jimmy. Five and below, like my <laughs> wife below, because she's so short. No, I'm just saying we're you know I'm I I I'm, I'm we're we're all kind of shopping at the five and below. The five and below store is actually a great store to go to get people really weird and quirky. Like I might get her a bonsai tree. <laughs> they only last like three months. Okay, you know, it's just to make her happy, right? I, It'll die in time for Valentine's Day. That's right. Then I can get her that. Uh, I can upgrade her tortilla press. You know, so, uh, <laughs> hear about that for the rest of my life. I just thought All of right. something. What's that? You and Don are the only people I've bought Christmas gifts for this year. Have you? Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all are it. it. Wow. Well, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, same here. I just wow. now dawned on him. I was like, yeah, only these two jamokes have got gifts <laughs> <Jamokes>. from me. <laughs> Don already sent me his present. It's an ornament with him giving me the finger, mm-hmm. flipping yep. me off. It's on my tree. By the way. It's the only ornament Perfect. we have this year. Awesome. Is you flipping me off uh, your yeah. little ornament there in a little cat safe tree? Awesome. Uh, I'm just, we're just, I'm just not doing a lot this year. I'm just you know, being honest with everybody. But uh, I, again, I don't, you know, this may sound square, but I, the stuff part of it has never been a big deal to me. Right. And I'm not trying to virtue signal like, oh, I'm above that. I like getting presents like everybody else. But it never really, right around the time my mom started getting me socks <laughs> and like soap on a rope, you know what I mean? <laughs> and cologne. <laughs> which in my situation began when I was about, oh, I was a little older. I was maybe. Nine or ten, you know. I, I really just, kinda, <laughs> I just kind of lost interest in the present part of it. Yeah, and it's actually the one part of it that stresses me out more than anything else. Because it, it, when when you got little kids, it's like they're just filling out a, a a catalog form. You know, like you know what I mean. Like they're just giving you. A, it's what I want. So you go and buy what you what they want. And the odd gift that's really, really cool that stands out is the one nobody expected that you just saw that was special or, you know, meant mm-hmm. something. Right. You know, but but as far as just giving crap and getting crap, it really is my least favorite part of it. You know, I had told myself back in October that I wasn't going to spend as much money this year right. on Christmas. Right. And then, like, the three days ago, I was wrapping up all the stuff that I bought for my uh-huh. wife, and I'm like, man, I spent a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you're seeing it. Isn't that kind of what wakes you up when you yeah. realize you spend too much money? when you put all that stuff on the bed because you're going to wrap right, it, you know what I mean? It. And right. you start taking it all out of the bags and stuff, and you realize, holy crap, I bought a lot of stuff, and yeah. there it is, and now i got to wrap it. for everybody. Even my daughter called me yesterday. She's like, I just got this stuff delivered. Is this all for me? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. 
So, uh, thank you. Yeah, so I'll be uh, hitting the Dollar Tree and the Five and Below store for my uh, Christmas shopping coming up. And then we got one more day. And tomorrow, last day before Christmas, um, it's Friday also. We'll probably do a lot of Christmassy type, type stuff uh, and maybe not focus so much on the news. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, going into the. Because a lot of it is depressing. I was yeah. talking, and I'll get into this more tomorrow. I was going to get into this today, but I, I got a buddy who, who paid a visit and. Uh, and I know a few people like this who everybody went home at COVID and uh, in the company he works for, nobody came back. And so the guy has really, and I know several people who have really been isolated for about four years and are having almost trouble getting back into just being social. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine and uh, Trey, my good brother, uh, uh, Don Morgan. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. I promise to smack ass every chance I get. Booyah!